guys, it's Tim, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here for the Friday edition of the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. It's Friday, May 20th, 2022. Dale Rescue Rangers came out today on Disney+, Plus. just saying. But we've got a lot to talk about from what's going on with Stephanie McMahon and her taking a leave of absence. Triple H's status in WWE, has he been back to work? What's going on with Naomi and Sasha Banks and how that trickles into the Becky Lynch and Asuka and Ronda Rousey. We've got some news on Roman Reigns' next opponents and so much more. As again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. So... Uh, let me see something really quick. Let me double check a link here. I need to. I do want to apologize for the show. If you are watching live for the show going up late, I said it was going to be top of the hour. Like always, we're about 10 minutes past that. If you didn't see on, or if you did or didn't see on my Twitter earlier this week, I shot a photo shoot on Monday for a client and I was on the phone with said client going over some of the edits. Let me just had a link open that closed. So let me reopen that. Excuse me. Here we go. Got it. All right, cool. That open back up there. We're good to go there. But we got a lot to talk about as far as Stephanie taking a leave of absence, Triple H and where he's been going, and a lot of things trickling down with Sasha and Naomi. But first off, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Yes, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Now remember, starting on May 29th, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view review, we will be moving all of our live streams over to Twitch. I know if you're here every time I do a live stream and you're already getting tired of hearing it, I'm sorry. But there are people here that aren't on every single live stream, that don't watch every single time. So I gotta let you know, we will no longer, starting on May 29th, be streaming live on YouTube and live on Twitter. Now, we may be able to do some one-offs on on YouTube here and there, but when it comes to our main podcast that we do live, we will no longer be allowed to stream those on YouTube and Twitter at the same time as Twitch. Twitch has offered us a spot in their sports accelerator program. That's guaranteed money. So yeah. With that, you are not allowed to stream on other platforms at the same time, especially if they're going to guarantee that they're going to pay you to bring that content over to their platform. So again, I just want to let you guys know I'm going to hammer it in for the next week and a half or so. May 29th, the Double or Nothing review. We're going to be live only on Twitch and live only on Twitch going forward from that date as well. But with that, if you are watching live on Twitch right now, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you're already paying Jeff Bezos for Amazon Prime, you take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom. There we go. Your Prime Gaming. With Prime Gaming, you get a lot of cool things like free games. Right now, you get Dead Space 2, I want to say it is. Uh, let's double check that really fast. But you also get free stuff for games like Grand Theft Auto Online. You get free stuff for Valorant. You get free stuff for Apex Legends. 
in the free game right now. Dead Space 2. Dead Space 2. There's also a special Pokemon Go Priming Gaming Bundle that you can get right now as well. And one thing they always give you that never, ever changes. Well, one thing they always give you is one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here to Wrestling Unlimited. And remember, it doesn't even have to be your Twitch account. Whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody's Twitch account. You say, hey, let me link it to my Twitch or anyone's Amazon account. You say, let me link it to my Twitch. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And I get to support some great creators. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, whether that's live or later, Remember, you can help us out over there a couple of different ways. If you're watching live, you can help us out with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats to do your red live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But if you say, yeah, I've done that, but I can't find any of the stuff because it's all lumped in with all the other content, well, don't fret. Just subscribe over at patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited instead. Yeah, you can support us either way, but, you know, supporting on Patreon is more directly coming to us. YouTube ain't taking their cut and this and that, and it's easier for you guys to find everything that is all in one concise area. Next week, we will be giving Patreon and member subscribers access to our WWE, no, AEW Double or Nothing graphics, and then the following week, you will get access to our WWE... Um, we're going to be Hell in a Cell graphics. We'll be giving you the full uh, files for all of that so you guys can actually create them and use them for your content or whatever it is you want to use them for yourselves. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, go buy something. And it'll ask you before checkout if you have a creator code. You do. It's PW Unlimited. Use creator code PW Unlimited to check out for all Epic Store, Epic Games purchases, and you will once again be directly supporting us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But as we jump into the main crux of the show, the stars, as some may say, the stories, first thing we got to talk about is Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon yesterday shocked the wrestling world when she said, I'm taking a leave of absence from the WWE. And I'm like, wait, you're what? Wait, you're, this is who? What? I was super, and like a lot of people, super shocked. Didn't see this coming. Didn't know where this came from. And I'm going to pull up her tweet right here. because We're going to read that tweet first before we go into Maybe what we kind of do now know regarding this situation. And we still don't know much, but we know some. So Stephanie McMahon tweeted out, As of tomorrow, I'm taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. Seen a number of people respond to this, like Johnny Gargano here, for for instance. It says, you're the best, Steph. Enjoy the time with your family. Now, as far as Stephanie McMahon taking this time off, we got a little bit of an update here. 
from Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, where Meltzer stated that this, this decision was not something pushed upon Stephanie. This decision was not something that somebody else suggested to her. This was 100% Stephanie's choice and had actually been coming for some time, even though the announcement surprised most. As we did learn yesterday from Brendan Thurston of WrestleNomics, he stated that people that he talked to had no clue this was about to happen. They were very much, what's the word I'm looking for, shocked by this announcement. But Dave Meltzer did write the following in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, stating, This came out of nowhere to most. Most talent and those in the office and creative didn't know about it until they heard she, tweeted, she, heard she had tweeted it. There were definitely a few people who knew and knew the background, but they aren't saying much past this is more to, there's more to it, but the basic reason given was not inaccurate. The part about leaving to focus on her family is definitely part of it. It was obviously a tough year with Paul Levesque being out for so long, and so and she had to pick up a lot of these responsibilities, and absolutely had to deal with a family, had to deal with from a family standpoint with his health issues. Levesque is back in the office full time now. There's another thing to look at. Paul Levesque, Triple H, is back in the office full time, and the word is that he's been back in the office full time for some time. He's been there for some time, like a little while now. Uh, Meltzer goes on to uh, continue writing. There's no time frame for her return, but we were told she is returning. It's not like she's just gone to be gone and maybe come back, maybe not. She does have a plan to eventually come back. Um, all kinds of speculation have transpired, but the only thing we were told directly is that this was 100% her choice and this has been coming for some time. Not something that just happened out of nowhere, even though it did appear... So basically, because nobody knew anything except for a few who had it kept totally quiet until just before she released the info, but she was not forced or uh, forced to do so. It was uh, all her choice. As far as what it means for the future, that at this point would be all up to speculation. We did hear that Nick Khan will be taking over the role that Triple or that Stephanie had been doing. Company president Nick Khan will be taking over her duties. He'll be doing his own and hers as chief brand officer. Also part of the board of directors alongside Vince. And was the only original McMahon family member still working for the company. You know, outside of Vince himself, though. Stephanie also owns 2.5% of the company which would be valued at $116 million. That I did not know. I did not know that Stephanie actually owned, I know she had plenty of stock in the company, but I didn't actually know that Stephanie owns 2.5% of the company, which means, which is worth $116 million. If 2.5% of this company is worth $116 million, God dang, that, yeah, that's a billion-dollar company right there. Because last I heard, WWE, the stock right now is up from yesterday. Even with this announcement of Stephanie stepping away. But last I heard, the company itself was worth, I want to say like $5 million if they tried to sell it now. But I want to double check that. 
know Vince is worth like two. Or not five million, five billion. Five billion. I know Vince is worth anywhere between one and two billion. But I'm trying to what is WWE? Yeah, everything I can find is saying that WWE is worth an estimated five to five point seven billion dollars, but that was as of the end of twenty nineteen before the pandemic hit. Before the pandemic hit, the company was worth five point seven billion dollars. Nine hundred and ninety-two point two, nine hundred and ninety-two million in equity, and two hundred and seventy-five million, respectfully, in other ventures. So, as far as Stephanie taking this time away, again, this is not something that just she threw upon every like she kind of threw upon everybody. This was not something that it was like nobody knew, and she just goes, "Oh, hey, um, you, 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 I need to tell you something. Uh, Friday is my last day." No. Also, it is to be noted that she does have a plan to come back eventually. She does want to return. It's not just she's leaving. Maybe she comes back. Maybe she doesn't. So I thought I would just reiterate this story here in case you guys did not hear the full crux of it. When it did break yesterday, again, not much is known other than she's going to deal with some family stuff. What is that family stuff? We don't know. And do we need to know? No. That's not our dang business to know. If she needs to go deal with some family stuff, whether that is with her direct family, her husband, her three children, whether that is with maybe her brother, maybe that is with her, her, whether it's with her mother and father, that is none of our business. That we don't need to know. She says she's doing family things, so there we go. That's all we really need to know. When it comes to family, Triple H and Stephanie have really kept their core family, their immediate family, kind of outside of the limelight. We rarely ever see their daughters if ever. And I think there was like, I think I can only ever remember once or twice, if I'm being 100% honest, where it was vaguely pointed out, hey, those are Triple H Stephanie's daughter's front row right there. And that was this year at WrestleMania when Triple H came out and put the boots in the ring. They're like, that, that, those are their kids. And it's like, whoa, we never see them. And I think there was one other time Way back in the day when they were real little. When they were all real little. So, yeah. They like to keep their family stuff private anyways. And, again, kudos on them for being able to do so. Kudos on them for being able to do so. And being able to keep their family life theirs. And not getting it wrapped up in the realm of celebrity and WWE and all that. But as we move forward, we've got to touch on a number of topics within the Sasha Banks' Naomi debacle. I guess you can call it debacle. So, to kind of just bring everything together and let you guys, if you don't know the full story of what's going on, and we don't even know the full story, but what's out there, here's what went down. Monday, Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived for Monday Night Raw. They were told what's going to happen on the show. And what's going to happen leading in to Hell in a Cell on June 5th? Naomi was slated to win a six-pack challenge on Monday and then move on to Hell in a Cell to challenge for the Raw Women's Championship. Sasha would also be in that six-pack challenge, not win, of course, and then somehow become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. The first original plan was for Naomi to actually pin Sasha in the six-pack challenge on Monday. 
Now, I don't know fully what irated them and got them mad to the point where they wanted to leave, but they got upset. And at least we know Sasha. We don't know if Naomi was privy. Well, privy, this is the wrong word. We don't know if Naomi was in the room for this meeting as well, but we do know that Sasha did have a meeting with Vince McMahon. She asked for it, and she got it. And the two were bickering back and forth, reportedly, and neither wanted to budge. Vince said, this is what the plan is. This is what we're doing. This is how it's going to go down. Sasha told him basically she didn't want to and she didn't like the idea and that it did no favors to them as the women's tag team champions. Again, Vince wouldn't budge. He's your boss. You do what you're told. I made an analogy last night on my Twitch stream when we were playing Gas Station Simulator in Fortnite and I equated it to my time in the military. Being under contract to WWE, from what I've heard, you know, my, not much different than being under contract and being in the military. You've got bosses that tell you what to do. You get a direct order on this is what we're going to do. Sometimes you can kind of try and sway them in a different direction or kind of get plans changed. But most of the time you can't. You're told to do something. You do it. I made an analogy of I had a peer of mine. Now, see. For a while, I was working in the office, so I was in charge of a lot of the paperwork and filling out stuff and sending the paperwork higher up and everything, and I was working in the office one day, and someone came in and goes, hey, Sarge, why do I have to do this? Ethically and morally, and you know, even with my religious beliefs, and this is not me talking, this is the person. I heard the whole conversation because I was in the office. They said, religiously, morally, ethically, I can't do this. This is not what I feel is right. And I'm trying to be vague here because it's military stuff and some of this is confidential and I can't really tell the full story, but they're like, I, this is not, to me, this is not right. I can do sort of this part of it, but I can't do this unless we maybe change it this way. And the sergeant looked at him and said, well, corporal, I am your subordinate. I am your sergeant first class. And when I give you an order, you do it. If you want to defy that direct order and not do it the exact way you were told, that is fine. Action will be taken. And the guy goes to storm off and I stop him in the office and I go, hey, hey, hey you, just, you know what that action is, right? Because I'm going to have to fill out your paperwork. And he goes, yeah, I do know what that action is. Because this was when we were overseas in Iraq. And this was an order where if he defied this order, he could have got reprimanded big time. And in the military, reprimanded big time. Could sometimes lead to jail time. Ask Grand Yorton. He knows what happens when you don't want to do something and just take off at the military. So I'm not saying that Sasha and Naomi are going to get put in jail or anything, but it's similar to where you're given an order, you're under contract, that's, that's your boss who makes the rules and decisions on what you need to do and what you're going to do, and you got to follow it. You can't just walk out and think, oh, I'm making a statement, I'm taking a stand. Now, I do have to give them kudos for not wanting to do what they were told and trying to get it changed and standing up for the creative direction. I do have to give them kudos for that because I do think that if you don't like what is being presented to you, then shoot your shot, as some may say. Give your idea. Whether they take it or not, okay. But trying to get your idea passed, trying to get your idea heard, kudos for that, but I can't give them kudos for the way they went about it when they were told, nope, 
you're not getting your way. It's what we say or whatever. So, walking out, I do call him professional. Apparently, when Sasha was not given, you know, what she wanted to hear from Vince, her and Naomi went to John Laurinaitis, head of talent relations, put down the women's tag team belts on his desk reportedly, and just left the building with their bags already ready to go. This thing got to Vince, who was ready in Gorilla, and they started scrambling. And it's like, they did this, and the timeline is still a little off, but they did it either right before or moments after Raw had gone on the air. No room to pivot. Hence, why they just had to go, oh, how do we change this? Uh, first idea, go. And we do have a little bit of a story on that and how everything got changed and stuff here in a moment. But as far as Sasha and Naomi going forward, first off, are they at SmackDown tonight? That, as of right now, is still not known, but according to a new report from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, Johnson reports that neither Banks nor Naomi have been spotted in town for tonight's SmackDown. WWE sources told PW Insider that Naomi did not make the trip for the show, though her husband, Jimmy Uso, did. So, usually they travel together. He's there. He's got his big title unification match. If that's going to lead to anything, I don't know. And he went in alone. Well, maybe not alone, maybe with his brother, but we, yeah. We know that they did not travel together to SmackDown. As per Banks, PW Insider noted that she was seen on a flight from Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, to Orlando, Florida, and that she has not been seen in Michigan. At this time, neither Banks nor Naomi are advertised for WWE on their website for tonight's SmackDown, although Naomi is still featured on a poster for the event for the Van, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Van Andel Arena. Uh, Naomi was posted on a poster for that uh, venue's website, and that was not changed, which I don't see why you need to change that anyways. But it's been five days. It's been a couple of days since all this went down. And yesterday, we did have a story from Dave Meltzer where he stated that it, from what he was told, Naomi was in contract negotiations. Naomi was talking with WWE about a new contract. Well, according to the former WWE writer, Kazim, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Kazim Famayudi. He revealed that both were actually working on getting new deals with WWE. States, quote, Kazim stated, quote, I did hear that their contracts, they were in negotiations for renewals. I don't know how soon it is, but I think Sasha and Naomi's contracts are set to expire within the next two months already. What happens if their contracts just run out while they're doing this? I don't know. There's so much unspoken. There's so much unknown with the situation. And I don't want to be that person who's just irresponsible. Just spewing things recklessly like people tend to do. I'm just saying what I know. And you do. And you do with that information, you will. So Kazim's statement seems to confirm uh, Dave Meltzer's recent report that at least Naomi's contract was coming up soon. And Meltzer did state that Naomi may have been upset over something to do with her new contract. But, oh, here's the thing, guys. If they were working on getting new contracts, which, holy crap, WWE, for the most part, unless they were both considering not re-signing, doesn't let contracts get to this point of two months, and then they're done. But, back to the thing. You know, if they walk out 
and they were saying because we you know we don't like the creative or we wanted this in our new contract you walked out unprofessionally you think you're gonna get anything in that new contract now no you're gonna be offered whatever they offered you and you're not gonna have any room to budge any room to no i can't say and i have i gotta reiterate this they they most likely can't have any room to negotiate big terms now there is the fact that they could be under the impression of we do what we do we do what we want they're not going to want to let us out they're going to want to let us become free agents and possibly go to aew because they're not going to want sasha banks to go oh, i'm just gonna let my contract expire oh i don't like what you're doing with me oh i don't like this i don't like that i'm gonna leave they don't want to lose Sasha Banks and Naomi for that as well as Naomi's a great performer. Sasha Banks, though, regarded as one of the top female performers, top female wrestlers in the entire world. So it's like, do they have leverage? Because, you know, AEW will snatch them both right up, especially Sasha, no offense to Naomi, but especially Sasha immediately. Especially if they just let their contracts expire and whatever date that is, the next day they can be signed. Or does WWE go, no, you pulled this stunt you wanted X, Y, Z? You ain't getting that now. Here's what we're going to offer. The other thing is, how long do they sit on the rope? This started on Monday the 16th. How long do they not come back to work? Because for, for however long they don't go back to work, WWE could say retroactively from Monday the 16th, your contract had been expired. You walked out on the job. You did not perform, or not expired, um, frozen. You walked out on the job. You did not perform the duties of your contract as far as being at the show that we tell you to be at and work the stuff we tell you to work. That's a breach contract. Contract has been frozen since that date. And we'll see what goes from there. So that's the other issue is depending on how long they sit out and how long until things get resolved, their contracts could be frozen. And you may ask, well, so what are they going to do? Freeze them for two months and then when their contracts are up, they're up? No. Say their contracts are up in two months. Let's just say August 1st. I'm just giving a, a fictional number date. Say Sasha Banks and Naomi's contracts are up on, on August 1st. But they sit at home for four to five months. WWE will now add four to five months onto the end of that August 1st date. So their contracts end August 1st. Now their contracts end August, September, October, November, December 1st. Because they take whatever the end date of that contract was and they add however much time you didn't work to the end of that contract. We've seen them do it before. Other people. So we'll see how this all does go. But I just... I don't think that this is in the favor of Naomi and Banks. I don't. I, again, applaud them for standing up and trying to say, hey, this is what you want us to do, but we don't like this. Can we try it this way? And da, 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 da. And when they were told no, you take your lumps and you do your job. You don't say, ah, oh, screw you. Here, the belts were gone. No. That's the, the unprofessional part of all of this.
Now, moving forward, though, we'll talk about what led to the changes on Monday Night Raw. Dave Meltzer had a little bit of this in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So when things started to scramble at the beginning of Raw, and they said, whoa, wait, we don't even have, not just two women left, pull them out of the match. Now we don't even have our winner. Meltzer wrote, quote, a suggestion was made, reportedly by Lynch, to have Lynch versus Asuka in a singles match for the title shot because they are trying to avoid a straight singles match with Belair and Lynch until a major pay-per-view down the line. Lynch couldn't win here, so Asuka pinned her after blowing the green mist in her eyes when Lynch at first tried to use Asuka's umbrella as the foreign object. So basically, Becky was like, all right, let's just a uh, singles match. Asuka pins me, Asuka gets the title shot, there we go. And we had heard this recently, or earlier this week as well, that the segment of, Becky going to Adam Pierce and saying, hey, these girls left. What are we doing? Was a Becky idea as well. And they just ran with it because it was they had no time to try and figure anything else out. So kudos on them for all working together. And Becky going, okay, um, let's just do this match. We know how to do this match. They've been doing this match on the house shows to an extent. Let's come up with a creative finish. And Asuka beats me. So again, kudos Becky Lynch, and people within the company giving Becky credit for taking the initiative to basically say, hey, this would have backed into a corner. Here's an idea. But then you also got to ask the question of, now what does this mean for Ronda Rousey going into Hell in a Cell? What does this mean for Ronda and her next challenger as it was supposed to be Sasha Banks? And we'll talk about that in a moment. But first... I want to talk about the sponsor of this podcast episode. Sponsor? Foco. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and, and many more. With major sports and entertainment licenses at their disposal, along with a powerful infrastructure, a dedicated team, and a bro broad variety of products, FOCO is reaching new heights every single day. Whether you're a fan of the WWE, the NFL, the NBA, Nickelodeon, or more, FOCO has something that will fit your favorite fandom. Head over to FOCO.com today. Check out what they have over there and tell them PW Unlimited sent us. Again, whether you're looking to get some toys like a bobblehead, apparel like a t-shirt, accessories, and so forth, head over to foco.com right now and tell them PW Unlimited sent ya. Also, we do have, and I just lost my spot here. One second, pull up my other. For some reason, my other link closed with our second ad read. And did we, where did it go? Here we go. This podcast is also brought to you by Homage. Looking for vintage wrestling shirts? Then head over to homage.com forward slash WWE. One thing you'll notice about their shirts is the quality and the comfort. Plus, they have a sizable collection of WWE designs as well as other brands. When shopping with Homage, 
Use code PWUNLIMITED15 at checkout and you will get 15% off of your purchase. Also use the link in the description to support PWUNLIMITED. Remember, use code PWUNLIMITED15. That is P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D-15 at checkout to get 15% off of your next purchase at homage.com. So as we move forward, as far as what's going to go on with Ronda Rousey and her challenger for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, we got a little bit of that as well. As Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. There will likely be a few matches strongly pushed on on SmackDown this week. A key would be a new Rousey opponent, unless Naomi or Sasha returns, or they send Rhea Ripley over. The pickings are slim with Natalia and Shayna Baszler as the top contenders. Natalia is friends with Rousey and possibly could have a great pay-per-view match with her since they did a TV match on Rousey's first run that was very good. And Baszler and Rousey are best friends and it would likely be a dream match for both of them. Now, here's the thing. Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast recently stated that there was a pitched idea for down the road to possibly do Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler for that SmackDown Women's Championship. So, does that mean that we could be seeing, maybe sooner than we thought, Ronda versus Shayna? Now, there could be a number of ways they get to that match. Maybe, and there's me making my pitch. I think one of the best ways they do it, Ronda the babyface, Shayna the heel, stating, yes, Ronda, you know, you know, Rhonda's out here touting whatever, and Shayna interrupts, and Rhonda thinks, "Oh, Shayna, my my best friend. She's out here to congratulate me. She's out here to buddy buddy with me." And Shayna gets jealous. Shayna gets annoyed, saying, "Yes, you had the better career in MMA. You're a Hall of Famer of the UFC, multi-time champion, this and that. But who put the work in here in professional wrestling? Who put the work in?" Before even making it, maybe WWE wouldn't go this route saying, who put the work in even before making it to WWE? I did. Who had to start in NXT? I did. You came in and what? Got opportunities off of your name? When women like me made it possible for you to get that opportunity? To to show that women from an MMA background can be top stars in this industry? And then that's when we get the challenge of, Rhonda, Shayna, it's a jealousy thing. Shayna, jealous of Rhonda, and Rhonda going, hey, slow your roll there, woman, before I make you tap out. That's how I would do it. That's how I would do it. Make it a jealousy thing. But again, you know, there's slim pickings when it comes to who can actually challenge Rhonda Rousey for that championship. Charlotte's gone. SmackDown ain't got nobody really other than Shayna and Natty. Maybe you move over like Meltzer suggested, Rhea Ripley, but then... That hurts because she's Judgment Day and that's a raw group unless the whole group's going to go. I don't know. So we'll see what they do because tonight's SmackDown, they only have two more after this. Figure out what they're going to do with Ronda for Hell in a Cell. Unless they just go, "Eh, okay, no, Ronda ain't working Hell in a Cell. We'll push that back. We'll have her work money in the bank and figure something out for that. So that is still a possibility because is Ronda on the poster? I don't know. I'm going to double check that. I'm going to double check if Rhonda is on the poster or not. I don't. Let's go check this really fast. 
WWE. Ronda is on the poster, so there, you know, that could be changed. We know she was originally supposed to work the pay-per-view, but we'll see going forward what actually happens and why did I just lose the Twitch chat? Wait a minute. Twitch chat just disappeared on me. Huh? Let's load that back up. That's weird. Kind of random. Clearly, the Google Chrome tab I had with the Twitch chat open literally just disappeared. I don't know if I accidentally clicked something, but all right. Here we go. We're back. But moving forward, our next story actually has to do with SmackDown and Madcap Moss. So we saw last week they did an injury angle with Madcap Moss. As far as, you know, Corbin put the chair on the neck, stomped the neck, pulmonized the neck, whatever. Well, according to Dave Meltzer, he states that WWE is considering switching up the Madcap Moss, the Madcap Moss character now that there is... Uh, now that he is working a baby face, he's no longer linked with he's no longer linked with Happy Corbin, and they can move forward off of that, get him into his next kind of program, whatever that might be. But I do think he's got a lot of upside. I do think Madcap Moss could be somebody, maybe not a former or a future world champion or anything, but I see US champ for sure. I think he's got a lot of upside. I think every time we see Madcap Moss in the ring, he gets better. I think he's got the a fantastic look, especially the look Vince McMahon likes. So, I honestly do think that, you know, switching up Madcap Moss here a little bit, changing him up, not making him, I say, as much as a, of a goof is a good thing. I know Paul Heyman was a big advocate of Madcap Moss when he was in charge of Monday Night Raw. And then they added him to the whole Raw Underground stuff where he did some fighting stuff on that. But yeah, we do know that there are people that you know are in favor of Madcap Moss, one being Paul Heyman. And so maybe Heyman can try to come up with an idea for the new Madcap Moss character, whatever that is going to be. But then you ask the question, do they keep the name Madcap? Or does he go back to Riddick Moss? Or is he just Moss? I don't think he would be just Riddick. I don't think he would be just Madcap. But... Because he is now a babyface, there have been internal talks of them changing up his character, which they 100% need to do. And as we move forward to the next story, it has to do with, well, a recently released NXT superstar who apparently, WWE, I guess, found something out about their past that, well, solidified them releasing this person. And that person is... Parker Boudreaux, the former Holland, as Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. As it turns out, even though he did not get great recommendations from people in NXT, Parker Boudreaux, a.k.a. Harland, had been handpicked by Edge to be the fourth person in the Judgment Day group. Now, it is not known, uh, and I, hold on. Crapped out on me again. I think. Oh, I know what happened. Okay, hold on. Okay, here we go. Got it. Uh, Meltzer writes, quote, Ringside News first reported that 
uh, Ringside News first reported, and we were also told that this was kept such a secret that Harland Verdreau didn't even know himself that Edge wanted him in the group. The only thing we were told as to why it didn't happen is the company found something out about Boudreaux and made the decision based on that, not to use him in the group and to release him from the company. The other reason is because the feeling in NXT was that he stopped improving and he had got a tag on him for getting hurt too much early on. So that is kind of what led to Harlan Parker Boudreaux being released by WWE. A, they found something about him that they didn't like, that they didn't think was favorable for their company. And it's like, whoa, what is that? Something we don't know. Also, he wasn't progressing in his training. He got hurt a couple of times. But hey, that does stink when somebody like Edge wants you, wants to work with you, and they go, nah, we're not even going to tell you about it. We're just going to fire you. So, ah, oof. -ah. But finally, we get to our last story of the day. Our last story of the day does have to do with one WWE Undisputed Unified Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and well, his next three possible challengers. We've learned a lot about what's going on with Roman Reigns and his future in WWE. Got a new deal. That new deal says he gets to work a lot less, fewer dates. Hence, basically, little to no house shows. Reigns was removed from the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view on June 5th and has been confirmed to be working Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and Clash of the Castle. WWE says that they need him for those, um, what's the word I'm looking for, stadium shows. Now again, Roman not working house shows, but will be working some TVs to build up for those pay-per-views. But then you got to ask yourself, well, okay, who would be the challengers for those said pay-per-views? According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Meltzer reports that there are three challengers set in place for all three of the upcoming stadium shows. First off, Money in the Bank, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, July 2nd. Challenger slated, Riddle. Secondly, later that same month, SummerSlam, July 30th, Nissan Stadium, Nashville, Randy Orton. Then, finally, a month later almost, well, actually over a month later, we've got Clash of the Castle. September 3rd, Cardiff, Wales, Principality Stadium. That's when we get the big Drew McIntyre match. So as of right now, plan in place, money in the bank, Roman Riddle. SummerSlam, Roman Orton, Clash of the Castle, Clash at the Castle, Roman McIntyre. This all makes sense. WWE's actually been building to this. Not just, oh, randomly we're going to pick a challenger and that's who you got for the pay-per-view. No. They started it with Roman telling the Usos to go to Raw and take tag titles. Unify the tag titles. This then led to, you know, them setting up the unification match. Roman getting involved. McIntyre getting involved on behalf of RK-Bro, which then led to the six-man at WrestleMania Backlash, which is now leading to whatever tonight's match is going to ultimately end up being. And so, you know, we saw... I don't see how Riddle becomes the first challenger, though, because Riddle got pinned by Roman at Backlash. So that one kind of was like... I get using all three guys, 
but I don't see how we get to Riddle first. Hopefully they got a nice plan in place, but that is the current plan right now. Again, I'll reiterate it. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Roman Reigns will be facing Wilma. And none of this is 100% yet, but it is the working plan. Uh, Money in the Bank, Roman Reigns is slated to be working against Riddle. At SummerSlam, Roman Reigns is slated to be working against Randy Orton. And at Clash of the Castle, which that's the one everybody assumed, Roman Reigns is slated to be working Drew McIntyre. Um, Bonzi, thank you for that one. We might have some breaking news here. Our SmackDown does go. Um, when were those announced, Fonzie? You say, uh, Fonzie says, two new matches have been announced for tonight's SmackDown. When and where? Twitter? Let's go to the WWE Twitter really fast. Need a little more context from you, Fonzie. Go to the WWE Twitter to see. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before anything, Fonzie says on Twitter, but before anything, they did it. I got to play this for you guys. Oh, look at this, guys. You guys ready for this? Motion graphics for tonight's title match. Woo! They're making this feel real big time. How dope. I've always been a fan of these types of the motion graphics like this. Oh, that's awesome. That's fan-freaking-tastic. But as far as tonight's SmackDown does go, let's see, Fonzie said two new matches were announced. Oh. Fonzie, if you're talking about Butch and Xavier and Nakamura and Zayn, yeah, those aren't new. Those were actually announced last week. So if those are the matches you're talking about, Fonzie, Shinsuke and Sammy, Woods and Butch, those are not new matches. Those were actually announced a week ago. But we do have one final little tidbit story. What an interesting thing that's got people kind of being stupid online. So there's a show on HBO Max called Hacks. And a joke was implemented into this show. Uh, HG? Yeah, you're timed out. Call me a mark because I got excited for a graphic. Anyways, so there's a show on HBO Max called Hacks. The latest episode of HBO Max series Hacks featured a brief scene where the character Marcus and Marcus's mother, Robin, had a conversation in which Robin showed interest in her son's ex-boyfriend. Robin promises not to contact the son's ex as long as Roman Reigns does not defect to All Elite Wrestling AEW. I'm like, huh? Well, that's random as hell. That's not going to happen. But now everyone on, there are a bunch of people on Twitter freaking out over this going, wait, what? What is this? Is this some inside information that the people that write this show knew? And it's stupid. And people now trying to make jokes about it and this and that and blah 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 blah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. But I thought I'd just bring that up because that was funny that people are getting all up in arms with it. That a, a TV show said, 
something along the lines of, and I don't watch the show, so I don't have context for the show other than the one clip that I can't show here. The mom told the son, I won't contact your ex-boyfriend as long as Roman Reigns does not defect to AEW. Kind of random and weird, but there we go. But with that, guys, that, well, that's going to basically wrap up the wrap-up. As far as tonight, tonight is Friday Night SmackDown, and we do know of three things announced for that show. First off, we do know that Xavier Woods will be going one-on-one with Butch. We also do know that Shinsuke Nakamura will be going one-on-one with Sami Zayn. And finally, we also do know that in a tag team unification title match, the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle will be taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, Jimmy, and Jay. With that, guys, that's what we know for SmackDown. That is all we know. That is all that has been announced. And we will be back live right here, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, recapping everything for tonight's SmackDown after that show does officially end and go off the air. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. See you guys tonight for SmackDown. Have a good Friday. Have a good rest of your weekend. Maybe you got an early weekend. I know next week a lot of people got three, four-day weekends. But with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. Well, not night. The rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next time. Have a good one.